There are ancient legends across many cultures that tell of a demon or deity that feed on the blood of the living. These tales, with the belief that the dead could rise again, gave way to one of our most well-known monsters, a being so powerful and charismatic that you could easily become their next meal. This monster's complexity has inspired media for centuries, and will continue as humans remain under the trance of vampires. <laughs> Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we interview a vampire with interview with the vampire. Yes. So many interviews. Stephanie. Yes. Have you seen Interview with a Vampire before watching it for the podcast? I have. You have? Yes. How many? Like one time, two times? Maybe like like one time before. Okay. Do you remember when about you watched it? Oh, not that long ago. Like a year or two at the the, most. For the first time? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you like it? Yeah. I like the story. Do you? (laughs) You're like, yeah, it's it's fine. Yes. So funny enough, I saw this when I was younger. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I thought it ended when Lestat, like, oh, you know, and then it kept going. Oh, okay. And I was like, holy shit. You thought, like, Lestat was the main character the whole time, and you're like, well, I guess we're done. Like- well, I don't know. I don't know if I just never saw the it in its entirety, and I never realized, because I haven't seen this. Like, I saw this when I was a kid, and that was, mm-hmm. like, about it. And I thought it just was done after that part. And there was that whole second bit where Lestat's not there. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, as an adult, I realized, like, yeah, that would be a really short movie because there was still, like, another hour to right. go. And I'm like, I've never actually seen this movie all the way through. I had that realization. Well, watching it? Like, this is, yeah. like, the first time you've seen it all the way through? Yeah. Wow. Okay. The whole... I knew Antonio Banderas was in it. Mm-hmm. But, like... Not until no that. idea until no, that point. <laughs> exactly. And Nick and I were watching it, and I was just like, "Wait a minute! I don't know why is my kid's dad here." I was very confused. Right. So I saw the first half of this many a time, but never watched it all the way through. Huh? Ain't that some shit? Yeah. I'm like, I think I saw maybe a small portion of it when I was a kid. Mostly the parts where Claudia was there already. So I was like very confused by a vampire child. And I was also kind of creeped out. So I was like, I'll just not watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's so many questions about uh, child vampires. Yeah. But yeah, the whole second half. So weird. I, I do like the story. I actually have the first three Vampire Chronicle books by Anne Rice. Oh, okay. And I started, this is so petty. This is so stupid. But I started reading the book, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's told much like the movie where a guy is interviewing a vampire. So it takes place during that time. So he's talking the whole time. The whole book is in quotation marks because he's talking. Mm. And it bothers me so much. Yeah, no. At you the, don't need to do that. No, at the beginning of every single paragraph, there's a quotation mark. Because he's talking the whole time. And I don't know why it bothers me so much, but I got like 50 pages in. And it, for me, it's a denser book. Okay. (laughs) Because, you know, I don't, I read like 
more pop culture books. So I was just like, there's a lot going on. And I just gave up. No, I wouldn't blame you. The the quotation thing would make me upset too, I think. Like visually bothered me. I don't know why, but I do like the story. It's kind of like being, I get it's an interview and everything, but like it's kind of like being talked at like in a movie, like when people don't, well, not in a movie, but in a book, like when you don't feel like you're actually trying to visualize it for yourself. Show, don't tell. Right. This whole book is telling now. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's, it's still written like it would be if it were prose. Which is, like, silly because nobody has that recollection. Well, maybe a vampire does. Shit. Maybe they do. Fuck. (laughs) I might be wrong. But anyways, it's still written, like, as if it were, you know, a normal book. But for whatever reason, seeing the quotation marks at the beginning of every paragraph just got under my skin. Mm. And they're long paragraphs. No. no. I was like, no, no. But in any case, I do want to try again. And, yeah, I like the movie. I think it's good. Okay. I think it's pretty cool. I do like the movie. Where did you have it ranked on our scariness scale? Ooh, a seven. Do you agree with the seven? You know, after watching <laughs> Daybreaker, mm-hmm. I don't know if it will be a seven. Like, it might be lower. Yeah, I had it as a five. Yeah. I was like, not very scary. It's not, really. It's, like, action-y in t- like, moments. Yeah. It's more, like, brooding. Yeah. Like, a movie. <laughs> yeah, Louis very brooding. Yeah, it's more like mopey. <laughs> yeah, sad times. Very dramatic. Very gothic. Yes, extra. I do like the costumes <laughs> though. Costumes are fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a period piece. Yeah, well, for the most for, part. For the most of the part. Yeah. 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 It's not. It's not very scary. I think. No. No. I was trying to. What, at what point would any of it be really? Well, Stat has, like, a moment where he's a little creepy, but... Yeah. If anything, some of the parts are, like, thrilling. Yeah. Like, a thriller-type situation in that sense. Mm Mm-hmm. But nothing visually shocking. They're just handsome vampires. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, no. So, no, not that scary. Just mainly pretty to look at. (laughs) The only disgusting thing I can think of, honestly, is that, like, when you see them bite people, like, there's always blood on their teeth, and it always just kind of, like, icky. Oh, Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not usually squeamish with blood, but, like, the way they made it look on their teeth, I was like... Lick your teeth. Like, stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're just, like, having full-blown conversations after... Like, with all of it all over their faces. Like, mm, yeah. yeah, good. <laughs> like, showing their teeth as yeah. much as possible. my <laughs> own. <laughs> but I don't know if you noticed, some scenes they have blood, and then it would cut away, and then cut back. The no blood. Like, <laughs> okay. I'm glad they did that, but... Yeah. There was totally blood there for a second. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. I uh, The only reason I have it as a five, honestly, is it's more like an, it's a, not more, it is an adult movie. So it can't be anything like less than that, I yeah. feel. But it has like scary implications, but not nothing like visual, not nothing, nothing visually. Right. <laughs> nothing like visually scary. It's more or less uh, the idea of such like well, I mean, we'll discuss all of this in the plot, but uh, the theater scene is very upsetting, honestly, if you think about it. <laughs> upsetting. There, Yeah. We'll get to another scene that, like, creeped me out. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, they're not okay. But we'll get into the plot. But before we dive into the plot. I would like to hear the background. Do you? Okay. I yes. got you. I got you. So, Interview with a Vampire is a 1994 American gothic horror vampire film directed by Neil Jordan. Based on Anne Rice's 1976 novel of the same name, 
and it stars Tom Cruise with Brad Pitt and focuses on Lestat and Louis. Is it Louis? 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 I swear no one calls him Louis. Everyone calls him Louis. I think it's But in my notes, I put it as Louis because that's how everyone had spelled it. And even in the captions and stuff like that. I think it's pronounced that way, though. Because it's like a French thing. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to call him Louis because everybody does. So, Louis. Beginning with Louis' transformation into a vampire by Lestat in 1791. The film chronicles their time together and their turning of 10-year-old Claudia, who was played by Kirsten Dunst, into a vampire. The narrative is framed by a present-day interview in which Louis tells a story to a San Francisco reporter. The supporting cast features Christian Slater, Antonio Banderas, and Stephen Rhea? 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 Maria? Oh, that is. No idea. Just Rhea. Antonio Rhea. Banderas. Rhea. Yeah. I know Christian Slater, but I can't. Who was he? Mm. <laughs> who did he play? I don't know. I mean, all of them. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait a damn minute. Was he Santiago, maybe? I think he might have been the guy who was interviewing him. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Because I was like, if it was one of the vampires, like, you couldn't probably tell because they all had, like, long wigs and stuff. Yeah. He He's was, the reporter. He was. <laughs> oh. Oops. Maybe I didn't know who Christian Slater was. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, his name's Daniel. Okay. That's who that is. Oh, God. I know nothing. Okay. I didn't even care to learn his name. Like, even in my plot stuff, I'm like, the reporter. The reporter. <laughs> the interviewer. Yes. It's okay. not really about him. It, no one gives a shit. Yeah. No one likes that guy. I thought it was fine. I don't like him by the end. Oh, yeah. By the end, he was an idiot. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for the most part, he's a non-factor. The film was released in November 1994 to generally positive reviews and was a commercial success. It received Oscar nominations for Best Art Direction and Best Original Score. Kirsten Dunst was additionally nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress for her role in the film. A standalone sequel, Queen of the Damned, was released in 2002 with Stuart Townsend replacing Cruz as Lestat. Oh, interesting. I didn't, Queen of the Damned? No, Damned. I didn't. Queen of the Damned. I didn't know there was a sequel. Vampire yeah. Season 2, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll cover it then. Did you know this was Kirsten Dunst's like, first movie? No. Homegirl was amazing. Yeah, First she did movie. great. I love Kirsten Dunst. I feel like we talked about her before on this podcast. Did we? What else was she in? Was she in Casper? No. No. <laughs> she wasn't in any of the other movies. We No, we just like her a lot. No. I think every we just stand her. <laughs> every movie she's been in, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Kirsten. Oh, you know what it might have been? Hmm. Jumanji. Oh. For those who don't know, our old phone cares. We covered Jumanji. Oh, yeah. But. Long story short, I love Christian Dunst in every movie she's in. Bring it yeah. on. Classic. Classic. Gone Girl. Classic. Was she Gone Girl? No. Maybe not. I don't think so. I'm just making up stuff. So Never mind. Other- <laughs> I don't know who Kristen Dunst is, apparently. No, oh. I, I do. I recognize the name Pretty Blonde Lady. Pretty <laughs> lady. Well, we're going to, you know what? We're going to do a whole new Kristen Dunst podcast. Side, okay. Sides project, I guess. Yes. But she was very good in this, so I'll give that. Yeah, for sure. For being so young. Yes. So the rights to Rice's novel were initially purchased by Paramount Pictures in April 1976, and that was shortly before the book was even published. Oh, wow. However, the script lingered in development hell for years. I didn't go into too much detail, but basically it was bought by one company, and they were like, no, no. And then it just like sat with Paramount for like forever. Almost 20 years. Yeah. Jeez. I think they just bought the rights just with like no plan at that point. But they just had them. Yeah. 
So yeah, the, the rights were bought before the book even came out, which is like crazy. Yeah. So. I mean, they really were relying on it, but doing well. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The casting was initially criticized by Anne Rice, who said the casting was so bizarre, it's almost impossible to imagine how it's going to work. She suggested that Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise switch roles, stating that, I tried for a long time to tell them that they should just reverse these roles, have Brad Pitt play Lestat and Tom Cruise play Louis. Of course, they didn't listen to me. So she was like, not about it. Like Tom Cruise specifically, she was like, what the fuck? Honestly, I don't really love Tom Cruise. Like, I think he's a weird person. Mm. But, yeah, pers- personality aside. <laughs> right, but, or, well, I don't, I can't think of too many movies where I've really liked him as that actor, but yeah. Lestat, I, I love him as Lestat. I think he's great. I forget that uh, he's Tom Cruise, so <laughs> that, which is ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, if you convince the audience that you're no longer that person, you're doing your job. Right. You're an actor. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Tom Cruise. Eventually, Rice became satisfied with Cruz's performance after seeing the completed film, saying that from the moment he appeared, Tom was Lestat for me. And she basically could not have predicted that it would have worked out, like, at all. Had no faith. <laughs> yeah. She's like, who's this Tom Cruise person? He does nothing. Who's like- <laughs> <laughs> this Tom Cruise person? She actually did call him to compliment him and admit that she was wrong. Well, that's so nice. At she admitted she... she screwed up. Yeah, Okay. And then a little fact, and, you know, in the plot, I'm sure we'll talk about their relationship. Like, what the what was that even? Mm-hmm. Um, so, due to Rice's perception of Hollywood's homophobia, at one point she rewrote the part of Louis changing his sex to female. So, in order, basically, to specifically heterosexualize the character's relationship with Lestat. At the time, Rice felt it was the only way to get the film made, and singer and actress Cher was considered for the part. That's interesting. Yeah. I think I remember seeing it as a kid, and I was like, Wait, so are they together? But, like, I didn't really understand the concept of relationships and all possibilities at that point either. I was like, maybe one of them's her brother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least you were, like, questioning it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's not very clear, but I know there's a show that recently came out where they're, like, they're together. Oh, really? Yeah, they do the dirty all the time, apparently. I haven't seen the show. I mean, I could kind of see it. Lestat's very interested in Louis, honestly. he He's almost a little stalkery, like oh, a pest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think... And I, Louis's just so not about it. <laughs> no. He's like, I don't know. Like I said, the, I didn't get very far in the book, so I don't know if it's more clear in the book, like, what this is. But I kind of like it being ambiguous. Yeah. Because it's just, it could be one way or the other, but that's not the importance of it one way or another right but yeah Lestat is like don't leave me ever right and then they refer to them as a family yeah once in a while and i mean they both refer to themselves as the father of claudia so like they both accept that they are co-parenting her Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a partnership in a way (laughs) so good for Anne rice i mostly wrote down that fact because of Cher. (laughs) could you imagine Cher? i mean i I don't know if i would have hated it but i don't see how it could have developed from where we start off, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I can't. I can't see anyone else play these roles. Right. They did such a good job, in my opinion. They did. They did. Brad Pitt, who, much like you with Tom Cruise, I can't really think of many Brad Pitt things that I'm like, yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like I know he's been in a lot of stuff, but none of the things I've seen him in, I've been like, oh wow, my favorite movie. Like, yeah. Compared to this, I like this a lot. But yeah. 
again, it's not like a whole like, wow, that's Brad Pitt. Like, <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, Sal, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm more excited for Kirsten. <laughs> yes, we stand Kirsten. We stand a child Kirsten. <laughs> yes, all, all forms of Kirsten. Actually, unrelated. And anyone listening, if you want to watch a very interesting video of Kirsten Dunst's career, you could watch that on YouTube where she goes through her like most iconic roles as well. Oh, okay. And that's how I learned more about her role in this movie, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fun. yeah. Obviously, because it's her starting point, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Okay. It was cool because like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise made sure she was like really comfortable with everything because some of it's like questionable. Yeah, well, so, I would imagine too, like as a little girl too, it might be intimidating to play opposite to mm-hmm. men. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was cool. They were really like nice to her and good. Made sure she felt comfortable. So. That's good. Very interesting. Kristen Dunst, look her up. Are you ready to dive into the plot? I am. So, in modern day San Francisco, a vampire named Louis meets with a reporter to tell him the story of his life. In 1791, Louisiana, Louis was a young plantation owner who became suicidal due to the loss of his wife and baby in childbirth. Louis spends his time drinking, daring others to kill him, and sleeping with sex workers. <laughs> like, you won't kill me. Right. You won't do it. Like, he, he gets in, I don't know, like in an argument at a brothel, I'm guessing, with a person he's playing cards with, and he's literally, like, rips open his shirt, like, stab me! Like, <laughs> do it! And then the guy's like, oh, never mind. You're gross, <laughs> I don't like it! Like, <laughs> like, please! Please kill me! And then he's like, no, no, no. No. So, one evening on the waterfront of New Orleans, Louis is attacked by a vampire named Lestat, who tells him that he will give him a choice he never had. Louis can either die from the attack or be turned into a vampire. Louis accepts Lestat's proposition, but comes to regret it, finding Lestat's enjoyment in killing immoral, and soon refuses to drink human blood altogether, only living on rats to keep him going. I love the part (laughs) where he decides to turn, and they just float into the air. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It was like, I don't know if the swelling music, not to be very dramatic, but it looked a little silly. Yeah, (laughs) the whole thing. (laughs) up together, and then the part where... He's seeing for the first time as a vampire and the statue's like alive. Yeah, I was, I was like, like that's bizarre. can we talk about what it, why that's happening? Yeah, like I understand the concept of like seeing new life and like mm-hmm. everything looks brighter. Sharper, clearer, but yeah. Like, why is the statue moving? Right. That's not, the that's same not thing. what's happening. That was, Statues aren't alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm, that's not quite right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I would want statues and Maybe he's so sad that statues are alive. He's very lonely. Yeah. A lonely man. But now he has a stat, which, for better or worse. <laughs> right. They, they are like other. the perfect odd couple, honestly. Yeah. The stat's an insane maniac. And then Louis just wanted to fucking die. And here he is, stuck with him. Forever. I don't know why he made that choice all of a sudden. He's like... Uh, yeah. He was so into dying. I don't know. I think it was just because he had... Like, the choice was there in front of him, and he, Lestat made it seem like he could live a new life and completely forget about the old. Mm-mm. But I don't think it was the Fool. case. Yeah. Fool. Yeah. Could have just died. Should have just died. It's like, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I do this. <laughs> Louis, I don't even feel bad for you anymore. I know. He's, like, you get his point, but also you're kind of like, Louis, just suck it up already. Like, you made the choice. <laughs> yeah. <live with laughs> no one took it from you. <laughs> yeah. And if you, like, truly, if you really wanted to die, he could have. 
Mm -hmm. walked outside in the sun. That's also true. But he decided to be a vampire, so here we are. Yes. So after some, like, hazing, basically, from Lestat, like, Lestat's just, like, bringing pretty women in front of him all the time, like, to kill them Uh together, but... Louis never partakes. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually Louis does give in to his need for human blood during the plague in New Orleans. He ends up feeding on a little girl that lost her mother to the plague and is immediately remorseful, believing that he had killed her. Lestat finds Louis, even though Louis doesn't want to remain his companion at this point, and turns the little girl Claudia into a vampire so Louis will stay and they can raise her as their daughter. Yeah, I real quick want to talk about him finding Claudia, right? So... She's, like, by her mother's side on the floor. Her mother's clearly dead. Very like she dead. She's blackened, decaying, dead. So that's very upsetting, first of all. Yes. So he bites Claudia. He's like, oh, fuck, killed her. Lestat comes in, and this is the, the scene that oh, disturbed yeah. the fuck out of me. Picks up the corpse and is, like, dancing around. Just so happy that Louis tried to kill somebody. And, like, the visual of this corpse flopping around yeah it made me, not tasteful no 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 it made me very uncomfortable mm-hmm. like i that visual freaked me the fuck out it, it's a little icky, so that yeah. scene like some like I, I, was, I was about to say something about that made me feel weird <laughs> but like you know some people will be like oh that's weird i was like like physically like oh yeah like, no i hate hated that like i like pissed me off <laughs> really i don't know why it triggered something in me yeah but yeah, it was very uh, very disturbing part. <laughs> the disturbing part to me, like, yeah, I was like kind of like weirded out by the whole body thing, but also like a little funny just because Lestat makes everything sound so funny, and uh, like every moment is a joyous occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're eating rats today! Yay! Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no. Something about that just like triggered something in me, and I was like. This is not funny. Nothing about this is okay. Right. (laughs) I don't know why. The thing that triggers me, though, is him, like, he brings Claudia, like, turns Claudia, and, like, is just sitting with her in the bed that he's turned her and, like, convinces, like, some sort of maid or somebody to check on her to make her eat her, basically. And Lestat, like, introduces her to Louis, and he's like, he was going to leave the family, but now he's going to stay <laughs> and take care of you. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, Lestat's, like, the worst ex-wife or whatever, like, have a baby, and then he got to stay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to leave. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <sighs> that yeah. was the triggering thing. I was like, oh, Louis just wanted to leave. Like, <laughs> Not no more. So, as time goes by, we see that Louis has a real father-daughter relationship with Claudia, and meanwhile, Lestat is more focused on making her a refined killing machine. (laughs) Two totally different parenting styles. Yes, completely. Two two different expectations for this child. Right. Child, Mm quote-unquote. Like, Louis's very, like, nurturing and comforting, and then (laughs) Lestat is very, like, you gotta do everything right and no excuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you have it in the notes, but when she kills people, it's yeah. not, she doesn't get mad that she killed them. It's like, not here. Like, right. What did I tell you about killing? Like, don't eat it in your house or yeah, whatever. Something like that. And like, why are you dripping blood on the floor? Like, this kind of stuff. And Louis's like, oh my God, why is she doing this? Like, <laughs> Unfortunately, she's being a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. So he tends to her more as a student than his child. When they have been a family for about 30 years, 
Claudia has matured psychologically, but remains the same little girl physically and resents Lestat for treating her as such. She comes to realize that she will never become an adult and blames Lestat for her circumstances, so she tells Louis that they should leave him. Yeah, much more than leave him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, that scene where she like freaks out, mm-hmm. she's like, which one of you did this? I love that scene. Yeah, she is just... So good. I think that's the scene I saw as a kid, and I was like, so is she in charge? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I felt that. I was like, oh, I would not want to cross her path no. at all. And yeah. she's such a good little, like, manipulator, too. Like, you see her, like, interact with different strangers and stuff, and she's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then she just completely turns on Fucking them and eats them. them. <laughs> but in that scene where she's fl- freaking out, like, she did such a good job. Like, she felt older. Like, yeah. you could feel that she was 30 years older. But right. just looked as a kid. And just so frustrated with the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that, one of the questions I had, and I don't know if we could discuss it later or not, but, like, she developed... 30 years is her brain also like developing or is it stuck in that 10 year old because your brain still developing a lot of questions you know i don't know well they did say that she matured psychologically but Mm -hmm. i think it's more just like probably more coming to terms with your situation rather than actually being like oh wow i'm a mature adult (laughs) (laughs) yeah so mature (laughs) yes (laughs) but like like she does envy like women that they see and she's like i wish i was her i want to grow older yeah yeah no terrible (laughs) she immediately convinces lestat to drink the blood of two dead boys that she killed with laudanum which i wasn't sure what it was it's like a powdered form of opium oh i had to look it up because i was like why is that a thing i was just like poison yeah (laughs) she's like i'm not gonna get into the specifics yeah i was just curious which weakens him enough that she is able to slit his throat when louis finds out that she's done this he's shocked but ultimately helps claudia dispose of his body in the swamp i did want to say real quick i didn't realize i guess i don't know if i ever knew this that you like as a vampire can't drink dead person's blood that seems like a new rule to me but i guess i guess sense. it makes sense because you never see a vampire drinking the blood of a dead person like, yeah i don't think i ever like really thought about it right because he starts deteriorating pretty fast from mm-hmm. drinking the blood of the dead and i don't think i ever like connected that I yeah like, i remember too earlier on in the movie when he shows louis that you can eat rats but it's not as good mm-hmm. he says something about like the blood gets so cold quickly and like meaning it's like kind of just like barely sustaining you i yeah. think hmm. and i guess that goes back to the whole life force that we yeah, talked about right before so interesting thing i didn't even think about it yeah you can't do that to a dead body apparently not So, free of Lestat, they decide to plan a voyage to Europe in search of others of their kind, but on the night they're supposed to leave, Lestat returns, having survived on the blood of crocodiles and frogs. And he looks, like, a little gray and, like, wrinkly, like, like, scaly. Yeah, he looks nothing like himself. Yeah. Like, obviously, but... He's very put together in, like, the first portion of the Mm -hmm. movie. And, yeah, when he comes back, he's he's not well. I was like, is that a different actor? Is that even him? It was him, I think. Oh, yeah, I think it was. But the makeup was so good. Did you see his hands? Like, one of his hands was the wrong way when he was playing the piano. I kept looking at his hands from that point on. I was like, did he readjust that? Did he fix that? (laughs) No, I didn't see. Yeah, like, he was playing the piano and his one thumb was turned out the other way. So, like, he was like this. I didn't even notice that. No. Uh, (laughs) 
Um, what happened to your arm, buddy? <laughs> Guess I got torn apart by the crocodile, and oh, he just Jesus. did what he could. Oh, God. Oof. Please fix that, sir. Yeah. So Lestat attacks them, but Louis sets him on fire, allowing them to escape to their ship and depart. <laughs> Louis is like an arsonist, technically. <laughs> because he burns down the entire, the entire building. Yeah. The whole town. And, <laughs> and when he leaves his plantation, too, like to set the people free so mm-hmm. then Lestat isn't like continuously murdering them. This is right before he finds Claudia. He burns down his entire plantation as well. Yeah. He's, he's setting everything on fire. Yeah, you know what? He's honestly, he's like, what are all the reasons I could set things on fire? And then it just so happens. He's like, yes, I get to do it again. Yes. But inadvertently, he burns down the whole town. Like he thought, he thought being a vampire, he could be Zuko from, from Avatar. <laughs> um, not quite. Uh... So in September of 1870, Louis and Claudia settle in Paris after searching the Mediterranean and Europe for other vampires, but to no avail. In a chance encounter, Louis meets Santiago and Armand. I'm calling him Louis, just an FYI. Louis? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's fine. It's just funny. It's literally spelled Louis. <laughs> We're going to have to go through your notes and phonetically put Lou E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's Louis, 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 Louis. You guys, anyone listening, you could just, just pronounce it however you want. Just imagine it the way you want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Just regards Stephanie saying Louis like five times. Oh, oopsie. <laughs> this is funny. In a chance encounter, Louis meets Santiago and Armand. Armand invites Louis and Claudia to his coven, housed at a theatrical venue where they stage horror shows for humans. It's gross. Yeah. So I don't know if the audience realizes like the problematic way that they're going about producing these horror shows for them. They literally take a girl, we assume, off the street. She is stripped naked, and they all just... Feast. Fucking devour her. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. But they, like, make a show of it, too. It's not like, like, oh, here she is, she's on stage, go get her, kind of thing. It's like... They think it's fake. Yeah, and even one person from the audience says, like, take me instead. And I was like, what the fuck are you offering, girl? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, again, they don't know that they're actually dying. Uh, I feel like it was kind of obvious that she was dying, but... No, they're just really good actors. And you don't really see it, because they all, like, crowd around her. I guess that's true, but Mm, I don't know. It's not good. It's bad. It's all bad. Yeah. But it is a little humorous to see Louis and Claudia watching them, and they're like a vampire pretending to be a vampire or something be, be like human pretending to be a yeah. it's a vampire pretending to be human pretending, pretending to, be to be a, a vampire. vampire and he and yeah. like Claudia says like how avant garde or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when introduced to the coven, Santiago reads their minds and suspects them of killing Lestat. They evade punishment for this crime, and Armand warns Louis that he should send Claudia away for her own safety. Louis stays behind with him to learn the meaning of being a vampire. And I don't know. I was like, why do you need Armand to be the person to tell you this? Like, like I know he hasn't found any other people mm-hmm. that are vampires at this point, but I was like, why does it have to be this dude? Uh, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. He just doesn't. He gives them a very laissez-faire answer, like... Like, it just is oh, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I and I was like, yeah, cool, bro. We don't need to stick around and, yeah. and find out more. <laughs> right. Also, wasn't part of the issue, like, he turned a kid into a vampire? Like, that's a no-no. Yeah, they were, they were unsettled by that as well, I think. 
And I was like, why do you care? <laughs> and I think that's why they go after Claudia because she shouldn't exist. Yeah. So that's that, part that of it. That might too. be it too. Yeah. It's an, yeah, definitely like you don't kill another vampire. Mm-hmm. But also the big thing was Claudia shouldn't be right alive. Like that you don't turn a kid into a vampire. So Yeah. Which right. is why they're like Sensing that Lewis may leave her for Armand, Claudia demands he turn a woman named Madeline into a vampire so she can be Claudia's caretaker when he leaves her and he reluctantly complies. I mean, I feel like it wasn't like guaranteed that he was going to leave her. No, it was. I don't he wasn't going to, but she was just being paranoid, you know. Ladies. Women. <laughs> I was going to jokingly say that, but I'm like, mm, I probably shouldn't say that. No, probably not. But you, you, <laughs> like, don't you fucking do it. But this poor woman. I know. She turns and then. Yeah. What happens, happens. Yeah. And, well, she was doing it because she lost her daughter, too. So, like, Claudia was going to be, like, her forever baby. Yeah. And... No. No. Which sucks, too. Like, you just got promised eternal life, and then, and then they're going to fuck it all up for you. Yeah. <laughs> then you fuck around and find out. Yeah, they fucked around, and they did indeed find out. So, directly after the vampires from the theater capture them to punish them for Lestat's murder, Lewis is imprisoned in a coffin. Lewis. <laughs> I was going to point it out. Lewis. <laughs> Louis is imprisoned in a coffin while Madeline and Claudia are forced into a chamber where the sun shows through and burns them to ash. Rip. She was a vampire for all but an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a morning? <laughs> yeah. And now she's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not funny. But... And it looks so painful, too. Oh, like yeah. they, You could just see them like slowly like turning black and patchy in places, like mm-hmm. just slowly burning away. Yeah. Armin does nothing to stop this and lets Louis out the next day. It, like, just like, oh, yeah, you lost your companion and daughter <laughs> it was weird because they like they seal louis up behind a wall mm-hmm. and then the next day does he have like a change of heart and takes him out or do they just put him in there for the time being like what was that all about it really felt like it was just to get claudia out of the picture so then armin would be like louis's only choice yeah okay but i don't know like i guess that was like the only way to keep him away from them at that point I just, yeah. Because it seemed like out of nowhere, he's like, I'm rescuing you. Yeah. But I mean, he saw the whole thing go down. Like he saw that when he saw it when they got put in the chamber, mm-hmm. like he could have rescued them a long time ago. Who? Armand. Armand. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Did he have a change of heart or like, I don't, I don't know. It was very confusing. I don't know what his motive was. Yeah. He's like, oh, I should have. This is like the this. most confusing part of the movie. And I, I bet you it's better explained in the book. Oh, or probably. Something. Yeah. Because like. Armand essentially, like, sacrifices his whole coven for Louis at one point. Yeah. And i like, why Why are you guys so interested in each other? <laughs> I don't get He's it. Vamp- something about Louis, man. Mm, I don't he's know. Special. The stat and our men's like... Mm. And Claudia, too. Claudia, everyone wants to be besties with Louis. Fair enough. I don't know. Something pure about him. They just yes. gravitate towards it. So, seeking revenge, Louis returns at dawn to set the theater on fire. Killing the entire coven, including Santiago. Bye. Armand arrives in time to help Louis avoid being exposed in the sunlight and offers him again the chance to be his companion. Louis refuses as he's unable to accept Armand's way of life. 
and can't forgive him for allowing Claudia's death. Louis travels the world alone, unable to fully get over the loss of Claudia, and ends up back in New Orleans in 1988. One night, he follows a trail of rat corpses and finds a decaying Lestat living in an abandoned mansion. Dude, was he just sitting there, just like, Just waiting. Louis, please come back. Come back to me, Louis. And he thought, like, feeding on rats was, like, the lowest of the low. So I was like, this is all you can manage in this time you've been away? Like, Yeah, you... I don't know. Was he like so? Maybe because he couldn't, like, well, he mainly lured people to him because of his, I don't know, charm and good looks. So maybe since he wasn't that good looking, he couldn't get anyone interested. I don't know. It was very (laughs) weird, like, why he was just there. Because he was still in his old clothes. Like, he has not changed with the times Mm -mm. at all. Like, what? Were you just sitting there depressed because Louis left you? Yeah, I guess so. Because the helicopter, do you have the helicopter note? How about you explain it? Because I didn't really write it down in this Okay. Case. Well, it's weird because a helicopter, like, out of nowhere, just, like, at eye level on the second or third floor, whatever floor of the building. And Lestat's freaking out. Because he thinks it's the sun. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, so he hasn't really been out and about because he would have come across a plane or a helicopter. So was he just sitting there this whole time? Like, I, it was very weird. And the helicopter was very strange. <laughs> just yeah. like, what was it there for? <laughs> Why was it coming down? Just to scare him. And it just left. Like, fuck you, Lestat. And then left. It does it every day. Yeah. It's like, let's go get him again. Eat shit. And then leaves again. It was like, it was almost like when they're searching for someone on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But they like like look, the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. They shine a spotlight in there and they probably very clearly saw them. Probably. And honestly. They weren't away. that far away. Yeah. No. It was weird. So this random helicopter. Came and gone. Yeah. Just spying on two <laughs> vampire ex-lovers. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. TMZ said. Yes. He expresses remorse for turning Claudia and asks Louis to join him again, but Louis refuses and leaves. He's like, no, I can't stay. I got, like, something to do, basically. <laughs> it's like, what kind what? of engagements do you have, Louis? Uh, I don't know. Just living forever. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Oh, my God. The one good thing about being a vampire is just all the time you gain. Right. Right. (laughs) You can literally waste your time with centuries of people. It's like, I'll start that project in about 100 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No rush. (laughs) So back in modern day, Louis finishes the interview and is disappointed to find that his tale of suffering was completely overlooked when the reporter begs him to turn him into his companion. This dumbass. <laughs> I was like, what are you, you, this man is so depressed. This vampire guy is so depressed. And you're like, please, 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 can I be a vampire too? It sounds so fun. Yeah, Daniel's like, sign me up. <laughs> right. So he attacks the reporter enough to scare him into fleeing for his car. And in, in the car, Daniel, the reporter, plays Louis' interview tape while driving away. Suddenly, the Lestat appears, attacking the reporter and taking control of the car. They drive away as Lestat tells him he'll give him a choice that he never had. And also he's like <laughs> criticizing Louis, always moaning and crying about everything. True though. True <laughs> though. But all of a sudden Lestat's like, I'm back, bitch. Right. And okay. I yeah. think the ending was a little silly, but I don't know. I kinda liked it that he like was able to go on at that point. But Lestat. Yeah. Oh yeah, just the whole thing with the reporter dude, just like, oh God. 
it just didn't really make a lot of sense. Like, I feel like Louis's story is very sad, honestly, if you think about it. Yeah. For even more than two seconds. But this guy was like, no, vampires sound fun. <laughs> I know. He was not listening. No. He only cherry-picked the cool parts. Right. And he's like, yeah, 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 this is fine. I, none of that convinced me. No. If anything, that just drove the point home. Like, you do not want this. Right. Dumbass. But anyways, he probably took the chance. Or, may, hopefully, Louis scared him enough. He's like, never mind. Well, well, he would die. He would die. Yeah, that's the thing. Never mind. Yeah. Your choice is to die or live forever. It's the I same mean. choice that Louis had in the beginning. Like, oh. die or become a vampire. <laughs> what is worse, dying or living forever? I guess it just depends on your outlook. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just depends on what kind of vampire you want to be. Like, if you want to be morally or upright like Louis, like, Louis should have just been like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. I'll, I'll just die. That's what I was kind of hoping for anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Daniel, the reporter, seems like he'd be into it. So I don't know. maybe. But do you want to talk about the passage of time and eternal life? Yeah. A little bit more in detail? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So for some of the research I did, it said vampires are often portrayed as immortal creatures in fiction, obviously. And while this is not true in reality, because, you know, real life vampires probably die. Yeah. <laughs> you just look at me like, there are real life vampires. You're like, yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, there are certain elements. Steve the vampire died yesterday. Like. Who died? <laughs> Steve the vampire. Who's Steve the vampire? I don't know. Your neighbor? There are certain elements that can help explain why they are often seen as living forever. Vampires, first of all, don't age because they technically died. Mm -hmm. And since their bodies are not subject to those effects of time, they maintain their youthful appearance indefinitely. Um, Additionally, vampires have a powerful healing factor that allows them to recover from wounds and injuries quickly. So that enables them to keep going basically because even in um we didn't really talk about it but claudia like cuts lestat's cheeks yeah and and it just immediately heals so to that effect i mean unless you're like blown up Mm -hmm. i don't don't think you could heal from that but you're gonna regen your health basically right almost immediately right like the only time it's like ever fatal like they have to burn them or basically (laughs) Murder them to a point where they can't come back. Mutilate their corpse. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, like, she slit his throat. Like, he probably shouldn't have come back from that, but um, he did. Yeah. It just took I a little while. It wasn't through the heart, so I feel like... Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe that's why, but... They didn't really do the whole, like, stake through the heart thing. It was mainly... Mainly Louis was killing other vampires. Yeah, they even... Yeah, they said kind of in the movie, too, some of that shit was not true. Like, mm-hmm. they had reflections, even. Oh, in yeah. the movie. I don't know if you noticed that, but they, right. they had the reflection, so. Yeah, because Louis was trying to convince the reporter in the beginning that he was actually a vampire. and his, Like, steaks and garlic are all... Bullshit. Yeah. Stupid. Bullshit. Stupid stiff. So, vampires also have an incredible resistance to death, as they cannot be killed by conventional methods, which we kind of talked about, but including aging and disease, which in the movie, the plague was going on and they were fine. So, right. diseases don't really affect them either so those are just some of the factors that kind of contribute to them being able to live forever like those are all the things that go into it yeah i also speculated a little bit on it like also you have to think of it just being as like vampires are technically just dead people right yeah yeah like 
they're using blood to sustain that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they would live forever. It's just circumstance yeah. that it happens. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, as long as they're still maintaining that, i.e. drinking the blood, they're like technically immortal. Right. But it's not like a guarantee. They're just basically biding their time, it seems, more or less with blood to maintain these dead bodies of theirs. Yeah. They can't just like not do anything and Right. It's not guaranteed. Plus with like <laughs> every single factor that can kill them out of possibilities, assuming all of them are true. Then mm-hmm. like it's about probably the same mortality rate of a person, <laughs> honestly, except minus the aging. <laughs> yeah. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you want to live forever if you could? We'll go with the question as a vampire or just in general. Could I choose others to live forever? or like is with it, you? Yeah. Or is it just me? Um, I mean, I guess you could do what you want in this scenario. But you as a person, like, would you want to be around forever? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it just depends what day. Sometimes I'm like... Yeah, I, I'm scared of what would happen after death, because yeah. I don't know. No one knows. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I'm tired, and I, I don't want to do it. Like, <laughs> uh, True, though. I know. I would say most days, I'm like, I don't want to do this forever. <laughs> but at the same time, if I don't, because as a vampire, you need to kill people. I don't want to do that. I don't have to drink blood. Yeah. But you won't. you can't get sick, you know, shit like that. Yeah. But you still have to, like, live, which means you probably have to work. Still. Right. Like, like you kind of have to, much. like, cover it up and stuff like that. It's a lot of secrets, too. Yeah. It's a lot it's to maintain. Yeah. yeah. So I would say on the whole, I don't think I would want to. Mm, fair. I don't... I think you'd have to, like, really set yourself up for <laughs> for success. Like, like you got to be, like, insanely wealthy so then you don't have to work. But then also, like, what are you doing with all your spare time? There's a lot of, like, factors, I think, that uh, go yeah. into it. The time would be great for me because I have, like, 10 million projects going at oh, any yeah, given time. So that's the that's the part I like. It's everything else. When like, the podcast having... takes off, we have eternal life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be fine with that. Yeah, cool. Okay. But it's one of those questions that you're like, I don't know, some days you're like, maybe. Maybe it wouldn't be maybe so not. bad, but... What do I really want to? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Apparently, we haven't been listening to Louise's story yeah, too much. We're like, but I wouldn't beg him. I wouldn't, like, hands and knees beg this man. Beg me up after please. Like, he's, like, he's so upset every time he has to bite anybody. I, I couldn't put him through that. I feel bad. Like, yeah. I'd be like, maybe introduce me to your friend Lestat. Like, <laughs> oh, well, he technically got He that. did, technically. So, hopefully it worked out for him. Yeah. Oh, Daniel. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will always appreciate that. You can find us on social media with 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next sleep. She got nothing. Not this time. Well, I guess you don't sleep if you're living uh, forever. But they sleep in the, the coffin. Oh, yeah. Thing, whatever they... Yeah, yeah the staff said it was comfy. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. That was the one thing that was needed. Yeah, so. sleepy. Sleepy times. They sleep. Yeah. Some of them don't get to. <laughs> sleepy is... <laughs>